You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bikino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us in the studio. Welcome, Daniel. Hello, Carmi. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. Um, it's always nice having you joining us today, and we have another series of your facets of faith today as well. Yeah, really looking forward to, to being here and talking about this subject again. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's um, it's one I'm actually very intrigued about. But before we get started, um, we I believe you have just had the last youth event for the year here in Tasmania. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Aww. Well, as, as uh, we talk about sometimes, I coordinate youth ministry for, for Tassie, uh, mm. for our church. And uh, I'm finishing up, actually, in January, so moving uh, into state. And uh, this was the last time I was able to spend time with uh, with a whole group of young people together for an event uh, over the weekend. So it was really, really nice to see everybody, to spend time with them, catch up with them. We had a little bit of a Q&A session about different tough subjects. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. It was interesting. We had a few songs and, and games and stuff. We actually played a nice little game at the end where we did celebrity, uh, Bible celebrity heads. If you ever um, played the game Celebrity Heads, uh, but we used Bible characters, and instead of writing the names above people's heads, we actually painted their faces like that person. So oh, really? in addition to asking questions, you could also get clues about what color they were painting different parts of your face. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was a bit of fun. That sounds like a great time. I'm sad I missed it. But, yeah, that sounds like, um, yeah, lots of fun with um, the rest of the youth here, eh? Yeah, it was really good. All right. And so today we are talking about the memorial, but last week we covered the topic of the people. Did you want to give us a quick rundown about what that was about? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we had a great conversation last week. It was all about the importance in uh, the Bible of being part of a supportive, positive spiritual community. And, uh, you know, obviously the word for that in the New Testament is church. And uh, just just the idea of the people of God throughout the Bible is a really really important theme. The idea that we uh, that God has designed us for community, we're designed to be with one another and to journey together. We're not supposed to do this thing called life alone. Uh, we're supposed to be supporting each other, and we we need that in ourselves. So yeah, that's what we talked about last week. Yeah, it was a, it was a great discussion, and it just reminds me of um, like one of the verses in Genesis, which is like you know it's not good for man to be alone. So we are definitely, you know, designed for community. And, of course, you can um, catch that episode. You can listen to it um, on the Faith FM app and also on the Faith FM website. Be sure to check them out, all of all of the episodes for the past series of Facets of Faith. So today, uh, what have you got for us? Well, this week we're going to, our, our subject is the memorial, and we're really going to be talking about, uh, well, a couple of little rituals in Christianity that uh, that were given to us by Jesus uh, that are designed to memorialize and uh, I guess also to point forward to deeper spiritual things. I think it's important for all of us at different times to have, uh, what should I say, like some sort of uh, ritual or a memorial in our life that causes us to remember things and to look forward to other things. So, yeah, that's what we'll be chatting about today. Yeah. Awesome, that's exciting. Um, I guess before we start, shall we pray? Yeah, can you pray for us, please? <clears throat> Absolutely, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you that it's sunny in here, t- here in cold Tassie. And I want to thank you, Lord, for um, 
for Daniel and his ministry and for the message he has for us today, um, for the importance of why we need to remember. And um, Lord, I pray that you be with us and for everyone out there listening. And um, may we be blessed by the message today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, well, did you know that in nine days' time we're going to be having a pretty important memorial uh, here in Australia? Did you know that? Yes, I believe I know that one. It's Remembrance Day. Yeah, you got it. Isn't it? Yeah, well done. You had me for a second. I was like, oh. Oh, Sorry, I freaked you out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes we don't think about things until they're they're sort of right upon us. But, yeah, that's right. So we have Remembrance Day. Obviously, on uh, April the 25th in Australia, we also uh, commemorate uh, Anzac Day as well. Um, but And so those things are set up in our culture for a particular reason, and that is to cause us to to think about what's gone before, that there are yes. important events that have taken place that, that integrally impact uh, our development as a nation and continue to reach down to us today. And it's important for us to take time. We've decided as a culture it's important to take time each year and think about those things and, and pass on those stories and cause those things to uh, to be cemented in our national identity. Mm. And uh, we, we do that individually as well in a lot of different ways. Uh, for example, we'll, we'll often have a memorial service or a funeral when somebody passes away, yeah, but absolutely. there's a lot of cultures that also commemorate that as well. I was uh, spending time with some people uh, from the islands at one point, and I did, um, I did a funeral uh, for 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 the family, and then a particular period of time later, they wanted to go back to the grave site and just sort of have a prayer uh, in order to to help the family to move on mm. as well. So that was part of their custom. So different memorials. Yeah, set up. absolutely. Mm. I know um, with my, I've got a bit of a diverse background, and um, yeah, funerals are very different with both my cultures, um, and it's for some of them they're incredibly hectic because, um, for example, from the Cook Islands. Um, yeah, you have to you have to bury them very quickly because um, you can't. Uh, it's too hot to have the body there, and they don't have much places like a morgue. So yeah, um, that was a whirlwind of a time when I was involved in that funeral. Um, but yeah, with my Italian culture, not so much. They're more they're more a bit more solemn, and um, yeah, you take a bit more time. But they're also their own customs and their own um, yeah their own rituals, which can be quite quite interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I guess everyone has their own, um, what do you say, routine or, um, you know, ways to remember those who have passed and yeah. those who, um, yeah, and why we have to remember it as well. Mm. This is interesting. Absolutely. Like every, every culture and even even within a culture, it, yes. different families do different things as well. Absolutely. And and that's important. But it's not just when someone passes, you know, there's other important moments as well. I, um, I, I think about, for example... Uh, when I was uh, when when I was a pastor up in North Queensland, mm. um, God provided us a piece of land, mm. you know, uh, for our little church that was meeting in a hall. So I went out and bought a large stone, and uh, we we named it Ebenezer, you know, from the story of Samuel, <laughs> yes. where he sets up the Ebenezer stone to say, "This far as God delivered us," and <laughs> and we set it up. And I went in there and preached, and they've built their building now, you know. Mm. And I went and preached there a few months ago, and uh, you know they've still got the stone set up. It's yeah. to point to and to re- to remind their uh, to might remind their kids of how God's provided for them. And so it's important to have those memorials in our life as well. Absolutely. Yeah. There's actually an interesting one that we celebrate every year and um, around April, and that is Easter. It's an important memorial, but uh, 
and and funnily enough, it's something that the church has argued about over the last two thousand yeah. years. Like a big, the splits between uh, between East and West over mm. over you know the right date for Easter, yes. and people argue about whether or not we should keep it. But what's funny is that Jesus never actually. You know, told us to to um, celebrate it or no, Easter. It was no. it's not in the Bible. No, I'm not saying it's wrong to think about a a, um, a day. Uh, you know, to to memorialize the resurrection of Jesus. But but Jesus himself gave two memorials uh, that believers were supposed to use to remember his death and resurrection. Mm. Those were baptism and communion. That yeah. was the two that he inst- instituted. I'm not saying it's it's you know a bad thing to to think about a particular day each year but that's just not it's not in something that he yeah. commanded to be done yeah and so uh, yeah that, that that was the two those two things and so they are very important they're important for us to think about uh, in terms of their meaning as it pertains to to what Jesus did but also they're important for us personally uh, because they've got to do with our spiritual uh growth and our spiritual development as well. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be discussing a bit more about today. Mm. Yeah, um, and I guess also on the topic of <clears throat> Easter, not actually, you know, being asked for us to remember and recognize Christmas. Yeah, I yeah, guess there's another right. one yeah. you can talk about that we weren't asked to remember the day Jesus was born mm. or things like that. And I think if you were to look at it logically, you wouldn't have it the day we have it in December, for mm. example, because, you know, that would be winter around that time in the in that location. So, yeah, again, that's another one that's been argued and yeah, changed right. and modified. And, you know, people these days they don't even think about Jesus when it comes to Christmas anymore. Like, you know, it's Santa <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> or right. St. Nick. Well, it, look, you know what? Um, what I think is that Jesus or God doesn't um, doesn't prevent us from being creative and coming up with our own ideas and traditions. It's just what's important is that we don't use them to, you know, we don't think about them as being really important for faith and mm. argue about them and judge people if they have different opinions yeah, on them. Absolutely. I think that's the, yeah. that's the that's what's important. And, um, yeah, well, you know, I'm actually a bit of a fan of St. Nick. Oh, really? Yeah, Ni- Nicholas, the, the pastor in the, I think he lived oh, in the third century. I didn't realize he was a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good man, actually. Oh, yeah, Nicola- yeah, Nicholas, yeah. He was actually present at the, the Council of Nicaea. But, uh, yeah, he seemed like he was a good man, very generous. Mm. He took care of the poor. Yeah. But, you know, he passed away and he's not somebody that... You know, we, we don't necessarily have to remember him. Every <laughs> yeah, no, that's not some. Yeah, we don't think about him as being somebody that uh, that comes and you know drops yeah. things off as part of our of our faith. You know, he's yeah. a, he's an important person in history, but not uh, not somebody that's uh, important for our faith, right? No, or for our salvation. Definitely matter. not. Yeah. Um, we have a listener question, which is: Do you have any customs, rituals, or traditions in your family that you use to remember important moments in your history? Um, text us in on. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we would love to hear from you. And we have more to talk about with uh, memorials, I guess, after the break. Um, this now is the feet of Jesus, and um, by Steve Curtis Chapman. At the feet of Jesus I will lay my burdens down I will lay my heavy burdens down In the stillness I can hear my Savior calling out Come to me and lay your burdens down So I will lay down 
fear I drag around through this life like a ball and chain. Find me at the feet of Jesus. You will find me at the feet of Jesus. In the arms of Jesus, I will find my peace and rest. I hear Him calling, come to me. Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking today with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the memorial. Before the break, we gave you a listener question, which was Do you have any customs, rituals, or traditions in your family that you use to remember important moments in your history? Text us in on 0488 880891. We would love to hear from you. So, Daniel, you've been talking about memorials and the things that we um, do to remember certain things. And um, there were specific memorials that Jesus requested us to remember. Um, well, the first one, I believe, we said baptism and communion. Would you like to elaborate on, on one of those? Yeah, sure. Well, look, let, let's start with baptism. Mm. Um, baptism starts all the way back. I think we, we get the first mention of it in Matthew chapter 3, yes. uh, verse 1 to 6. And uh, I... We, we, it's important for us to understand that this actually comes with a little bit of background. Um, 
obviously the the community that Jesus grew up with was a Jewish community, and it had a background of the Old Testament of Scripture. And these guys would had a lot of ceremonial washings that they would do as a part of their um, ritual cleanliness process. Mm. And particularly, if somebody wanted to become a Jew uh, from having been a Gentile, there was you know certain physical things they had to do, but but also they had to go through washing. Yes, and uh, that was to wash away the uncleanness of maybe some of the practices that they've been involved in in the oh, past. So okay. it was normal to to go through a ceremonial washing when you wanted to become a Jew. Whereas when John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, started to preach, he started speaking to Jews and saying, you know what, you guys need a bath too. And so um, <laughs> can you read uh, read those six verses for us, please? Absolutely. So um, we have Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, and I'm reading from the New International Version. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the King of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Mm. So we can see here that this guy, he, he kind of reminds us of Elijah in the way that he's dressed and yeah. the things that he's doing. And, and he's proclaiming and, and people say, yeah, you're right. Look, we've we've done some bad things. We want to mm. make things right. And so they go through the ceremonial washing. And uh, this is not an unusual thing. In fact, if you go today to, um, uh, to uh, oh, look, I've just had a mental uh, blank. To, to Jerusalem? Where, where they found to the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh. Uh, uh, the, the community there. I, I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, a, a community out in the out in the the desert there, and the, uh, where they where they they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. I've just had a mental blank. But anyway, when you when you walk around the ruins there, as I did in in 2018, of the of the community that that conserved those documents, they uh, they have all of these pools that are there for ceremonially wash, ceremonial washing, and they were, they were a Jewish community there. They went through this process. So then we, we read verse 13 to 16 of the, of the same chapter, Matthew chapter 3, and we see something interesting happen here. Yeah, um, in, that, in verses 13 to 16, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered him and said, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Yeah, wow. What an important moment. So suddenly there's something going on here that's supernatural. <laughs> uh, now, by the way, that word baptize, it comes from a, it comes from a, a, a Greek idea of baptizo, which means to dip or to, to duck. You know, if, if I were to dye some cloth, 
you know, mm. I would use that word, baptizo, you know. So, so to dunk. Yeah, dunk, yeah, yeah. Put all the, put all the way underneath, and it's yeah. got to do with washing. And so Submerge. this, this yes. important moment where Jesus comes here and does this, and his cousin or second cousin, John the Baptist, says to him, look, I'm the one that should be baptized by you. I recognize who you are. And, uh, and, and Jesus says, no, I want you to, we want to do this now to fulfill all righteousness. And he goes through and he, and he is baptized and straight away the Holy Spirit falls on him. So first of all, as followers of Jesus, we recognize that this is an important moment in the ministry of Jesus. Mm. A minute, the, yeah, and uh, thank you very much, uh, Jason. Just texted in, yes, and uh, reminded me that it is the, <laughs> it is Quam Run. The community is Quam Run, and you're yes. absolutely right. That's right. That was the name that Quam I've forgotten a moment yes. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate so. you, Jason. Thank you for listening in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, can you read for me, Mark chapter sixteen, verse sixteen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Mm. So there is a invitation there by Jesus to enter into his ministry, mm. uh, to follow his example uh, yes. by doing this as evidence of our faith as mm. well, you know, to go through this washing process. I'm, I'm wondering, you, we were talking a little bit uh, before the show started about the day of your baptism, and yes. you felt that maybe, you know, you struggled a little bit that day. Yeah, well, I was a young person. I was 12. Mm. Um, so whenever I look back on that day, I sometimes think, oh, maybe, you know, I should have waited a few years. Um, but, you know, I don't regret being baptized then. Um, that was the first time I heard Jesus spoke to me. So it was a very speak to me. Um, so it was a very fundamental moment in my, my own journey. Um, but it was sometimes like after that, I did struggle as a, as a young person and, um, really coming to terms with what is it that I just done? Like, what does it, you know, how fundamental is it to me? And who is God really? <laughs> um, so it was, it was an interesting time and, um, you know, I don't mind reflecting on it, but it is, uh, thinking back, I sometimes think maybe I should have waited. <laughs> In my in my journey of yeah. faith, I I was baptized the first time when I was sixteen years old, mm. and I feel that I was serious about it. And I feel that I wanted to commit to Jesus, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a deep, settled, principled commitment in the mm. sense that I still cared more about what other people thought than about yeah. what God thought. And uh, so, as a result, when a bit of pressure was put on in my faith, I, I turned my back on God for a number of years. And when I, but when I came back to God later on. I became a Christian again. I now I don't think this is necessarily um, absolutely needed, but but in my case, I, I wanted to make the decision to be baptized again, and, and so mm. it's kind of I felt that sort of like a marriage ceremony that I'd gotten yeah. a divorce, and I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get a, a marriage ceremony, recommitment again. ceremony. Yeah, I guess. yeah. yeah. That's, so that, that's what uh, that's the choice that I made. Yeah. Would you like to read for me Acts chapter two, verse thirty six to thirty nine? Because uh, Peter here talks about baptism in an important way for us. Yeah. Sure thing. Um, It says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are far off, 
as many as the Lord our God will call. Mm. It's a beautiful invitation here, mm. you know. Um, Peter is speaking about Jesus, and and um, it says that uh, the people listening became convicted, perhaps that they'd made the wrong choice, that they'd backed the wrong horse when they called for Jesus' crucifixion, mm. and they they uh, they asked, "What can we do to make this right?" Mm. And and Peter told them, "Look, but just believe and be baptized. You can be forgiven by God." Mm. Um, just follow him, and this is how you express your faith. And and what ha- what happens when they do that? That they'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That this same God wants to enter in and dwell with and in His people. We talked about that a little bit last time. That when we're talking about the people, that this is a people that that God wants to be with. And this is the entrance uh, to His people to make this choice. Now, <clears throat> by the way, I do believe. And it's possible to be a part of God's people without having been baptized. I think anybody mm. puts their faith and trust in, in God, you know, God is with them and speaking to them in a special way. But for some reason, uh, Jesus desires that we publicly exemplify this mm. choice that we've made. And, uh, and that this isn't just a symbol, that this is something very real, uh, that when we stand up before heaven and earth, between God and and the people we love, and we commit and say, from this moment forward, I belong to God, and I'm doing this as a sign that my old life is gone, this is my new life, that this is a real moment of victory over over spiritual enemies. It's a real moment of embracing of of the kingdom of God, and it's an important thing. Yeah, like the difference between having a public marriage and, say, eloping. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you know, some people would really like, I I know my sister would kill me if I eloped. Um, She'll be okay, but she'll be like, you missed, you know, you prevented me from actually planning and having Mm. a whole ceremony and it would have been fun. And I'm sure, you know, it would be a great day. Um, But yeah, no, like eloping is just hiding your love, I guess, rather than proclaiming it to the world. Have you got something to tell us? No. (laughs) No, but I do have something to say. It's time for our next break. Um, So uh, just to remind you of our listener question, do you have any customs, rituals, or traditions in your family that you use to remember important moments in your history? Please text us in on 0488-880891. Sorry, we'd love to hear from you. We also have a free book offer coming up. Um, It is called In Remembrance of Me, Thoughts on the Communion service please do stick around to hear more about that and the code for the day this is shout the lord by randy davis
mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Daniel Mateo on his series, Facets of Faith. And we have been discussing the topic of the memorial. Now, before the break, I did give you guys a listener question. Just to remind you of that, it is, do you have any customs, rituals, or traditions in your family that you use to remember important moments of in your history? Text us in on 0488 880891. We did have a response. 
we have Jason from Tasmania. Thank you for texting in, Jason. And he says that my wife and I kiss after saying grace before eating. This is our tradition to remind us of God's provision for us and the blessing he gave us both when he when we committed to each other in marriage. That's aww. Aww, so beautiful. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Jason, for texting us in today. Um, so now, Daniel, before the break, we were talking about um, baptism and the promises that come with baptism and um, how um, Peter and them, Peter and the disciples are talking to um, the people and what they need to do. So did you want to elaborate a bit more on that? Yeah, well, in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, it says, For the promise, this promise is for you and for your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And this is a real blessing that uh, this invitation to be part of God's family, to be part of God's people, to be part of God himself is given to everyone. Like each one of us, it's so inclusive. Um, I'm wondering, would you be able to read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6? Absolutely. Um, And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6 in the New International Version. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with a lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. The God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a high calling, right? Absolutely. So for, the, for those of us, in, it says in verse 5, it's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Mm. That, for those of us that have, that have been exo- uh, invited and have accepted uh, this gift and this, uh, this privilege of entering into the family of God's self, is that there is a there is a high standard of love and of care mm. uh, for one another and for everyone actually that so we uh, we inherit the same way that God loves the world we inherit a love and an empathy towards all people and particularly those that are within our sphere mm, absolutely I just love um, I don't know what it is about the word beseech but <laughs> I beseech you it's like, it's like I challenge plead. you yeah, <laughs> like, like just really just do it do it <laughs> I'm really I'm really enthusiastic yeah, about this it's a yeah very enthusiastic <laughs> um, I really want you to do this guys we don't <laughs> like, use these sorts of words anymore no, do we I might yeah. use that in a sentence today I beseech. like it I beseech you <laughs> yeah um, All right, no problem. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Well, yeah. you know, what's wonderful is that God doesn't leave us by ourselves in yes. this process, you know, because sometimes we might think, oh, well, that's a high calling. How can I possibly live up, live up to that? Well, uh, let's have a look in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. There's some encouragement for us there. Yes, absolutely. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For once, for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Mm. And here's a sense that there is no uh, separation based on our station of life, based on our racial situation, based mm. on our gifts. 
you know, all of us are different. I don't think God wants us to wear a uniform. No. You know what I mean? No, yeah. He created us different and he wants us to come together. And he presents this idea, and we talked about this a fair bit last week, mm. that God wants us to be together as the body of Christ, all of us playing our own individual roles. And part of baptism is a recognition that I don't have to be like everybody else. I mm. need to bring who I am uh, to this mix. And uh, finally, would you like to read, please, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12 and 13? Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13. Mm. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Mm, this spiritual sense of having um, uh, having sort of like dirty flesh that's being cut away. Mm. Uh, just like when you go and have a bath, you, you know, you might be covered in dirt and grime, but it's it's washed away. This is the picture that, that Paul uses here. And, but he takes it one step further in verse 12. He says, you've actually been buried with Jesus in baptism. Mm. You know, you're co-op, you're you're participating in his death, and also you are raised with him. You're you're participating in his resurrection. This is the basis of our forgiveness for sin, because mm. you know we he's we've taken his death onto our, onto ourselves, and he has done that for us. It's also the basis of our victory over evil and over self, because we've died to all of that. We're a new person now. Mm. And uh, this every single time I go to a baptism, you know, we always like to remember that this is that we're doing this because Jesus, what because of what Jesus did for us. Yeah. Just like that person goes down into the water and then comes out again. Every time a baptism happens, so Jesus went down into the grave and came out again. Right. Yeah. Mm. It reminds me of that verse: If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Um, all things are, uh, the old old is gone, the new has come. Yeah, like, that's right. It's you beautiful. know, whatever you've done beforehand, it's been forgiven. You know, the mm. playing field is leveled. New like, start. New, new start. Yeah, second chance. <laughs> Clean slate. That's yep. in Second Corinthians. Yeah, that's yes, that's, that's wonderful. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's just what it reminds me. No, of. very very cool. So th- yeah. this is the situation that we that we find ourselves in every time we observe a baptism. And this is the situation that Jesus intended to create. He wanted us to remember his death and resurrection. And for us to pass through it as a beginning of our be- of our walk of faith with Him, mm. and uh, we we are also always we always ought to remember that every single Christian's faith journey begins at the cross. Amen. Yes. Every single Christian. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if your parents were uh, believers or weren't, um, or whether your grandparents were. Your journey, my journey, begins at the cross, and we have to pass through his death and resurrection in order to begin that walk together. Yeah, mm, Absolutely. Mm. So, um, yeah, so the, the next memorial, I suppose, that God gave, uh, that Jesus gave to us was communion, but he before he did the communion meal, which we normally associate with the word communion, he mm. did a special little ritual that actually... A lot of people have forgotten about it. It's in John chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. Would you like to read it for us, please? Absolutely. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon is is Iscariot, sorry, Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Mm. And I guess we'll talk more about that one after the break, Absolutely. shall we? Absolutely. Mm. Foot washing. Um, before we go to the break, just want to remind you all of our book offer, In Remembrance of Me, Thoughts on the Communion Service. How fitting. Um, this was written by E. Harold Roy. The thoughts of the communion service when believers meet for the Lord's Supper is often a time of deep solemnity. And while it is an occasion for serious um, meditation, um, it can also be a time of thanksgiving as we express our gratitude for what Jesus did for us. The author of In Remembrance of Me believes communion services should be a time of joyful celebration. He hopes the material in this book will help the reader look forward with eager anticipation and gladness to each communion service, especially to that glorious day when we shall gather around that great table in our Lord's eternal kingdom. Wow, the code for that will be after the break. This is Who Is This Jesus by Caroline Cobb.
Encounters on Faith FM, and we're finishing up our talk with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the memorial. As promised, we have our giveaway today, and um, for the book "In Remembrance of Me: Thoughts of the Communion Service." Today's code for your giveaway is Facet Ten. F-A-C-E-T and the number 1010. Text that in to 0488-880-891 to claim your free copy today. That is FACET10, F-A-C-E-T and the number 1010. No spaces. Text in to 0488-880-891. So Daniel, before the break, we were talking about a section of communion that is often forgotten. And I believe that was the foot washing. So Jesus went around yeah. and washed his disciples' feet. Yeah, which, this, this yeah. had deep meaning in the ancient world, you know. I mean, well, it was part of their hygiene practice mm. as well, but n- normally it was conducted by a servant or slave. <coughs> oh. And so the fact that the the rabbi in the room, the, supposedly the person of highest rank, went around and began to wash his disciples' feet. We don't see this in any other world religion, by the way. Mm. There is no um, There is no other religious teacher. Uh, that gets down and serves and washes the feet of his disciples. That is, Jesus is unique in this. But then he goes one step further. Would you like to read, please, in uh, John chapter 13, verse 12 to 14, and 12 to 15, rather? 12 to 15. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for this is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash each other, one another's feet. I have set, to, set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Absolutely. So a part of this that he told us to follow, part of this in, these instructions that Jesus instructed us to follow mm. was to do this. Now, why on earth would he do this? Well, it's because we're supposed to remember who he was. Mm. He was not someone that tried to push others down. He was someone that was a servant to all. Yeah. And if we really want to follow him, it's not about us. 
It's no, about no. others, right? Yeah. And so, uh, so then as, as they begin the meal together, would you like to read, please, Matthew chapter 26? And uh, we're going to, uh, we're not, we won't read the whole story, but maybe, uh, let me see here, let's read uh, verses um, uh, 26 uh, to 29. That'd be Absolutely, okay? sure. Oh. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the co- this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it with you in my father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Beautiful. So look at this. Jesus takes these symbols. This bread, bread is a real thing. You know, you can encounter it. Mm. You, you, as you eat it, you take it into yourself and your body utilizes the nutrients, utilizes the proteins and so forth, carbohydrates, and it assimilates it into your cells, you know. Yes. And, it's and then, a, yeah, a substance that yeah, you, that's can, right. you, know, you can ingest and it's, it's very good for you. <laughs> it becomes a part yeah, of you. It becomes a part actually. of you. Actually, <laughs> it, 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 your body uses that food in order to build you. Yes, absolutely. And... Um, and, and Jesus said, I want you to take my body into yourself. I want you mm. to. Now, we, we don't believe in transubstantiation the way that some Christians do, that you're literally eating the real flesh. This is uh, symbolic of mm. what Jesus has done for us. It represents his body. But what does that mean? We take it into ourselves and it forms part of who we are. He wants us to take him into ourselves. The fact that he died is supposed for our sins and is living for us today, is supposed mm. to inform every single thing we do, every choice we make, the very um, the fabric of our character and personality. And likewise, uh, when uh, when he gave them the cup, this is my blood of the covenant, which mm. is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. You know, he, he asks us to take that into, into ourselves, the, you know, the sweetness of what Jesus has done for us. I remember the first time I felt a full forgiveness of sins, mm. full and free. That, uh, you know, burdened by a, a heavy load of guilt that I knelt before Jesus and I said, Lord, please, I'm asking for you to take away all of this guilt and shame mm. and forgive me because of what you've done for me. And the, it was like a great pack, you know, had yeah. fallen off my shoulders. I, I almost physically kind of was able to stand up a little straighter because I felt a burden off my heart and mind. Mm. You know, th- it's sweet. Uh, to know that Jesus uh, has taken that from me and to take that into ourselves. But not one more thing. It's not just a memorial of what he's done in the past. It's always it's also pointing forward to something. Yes. In verse 90, 29, he says, I'm not going to drink from this fruit of the vine until I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Mm. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says something about that. Would you like to uh, read? And yep. We might just read... I think we can read the whole thing. Okay, yeah, sure. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. 
For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, can I stop you there for a sec? In verse 26, it says, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. That's a memorial. Yes. That's a remembrance. That's a looking back at something in the past. Yeah. But then Paul goes on to say, until he comes. Mm. This is looking forward to something as well. Yeah, something's coming up. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And one of the wonderful things, you know, I mean, in many memorials, a really wonderful memorial service that you might celebrate uh, or I should say commemorate will also have an aspect of hope. Yes. And uh, if you go to a funeral memorial, for example, uh, there ought to be some hope for mm. the future there. And, uh, and, and likewise, if you go to an Anzac Day or a Remembrance Day, yeah. we, they're always talking about the fact that we're working together towards peace. You yes. know, there's some hope for the future. And likewise, <clears throat> this memorial, every time we celebrate, every time we celebrate communion, every time we are baptized, we're also thinking about the fact that Jesus one day is going to make all things new. We only have to walk around down here in the pain and suffering for a little while longer, and then very, very soon um, he's going to make all things right at last. And this is the hope that we have. This is the reason why we hang on to these things in our hearts. Mm. And uh, just as a, I guess, a, to, to any one of us maybe that uh, that might be here mm. uh, thinking about some of these things, if we've never made the decision to be baptised, I'd, I'd encourage us to, to pursue that and to find out more information about that. Or if um, if anyone you know has never commu- uh, participated in a communion service to to p- pursue that also, it's a wonderful thing to yeah, to participate it's a, in. It's an amazing experience. Well, thank you, Daniel, for joining us today. Just remember, everybody, that the book was in remembrance of me. Um, text in facet ten to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Join us next week on Facets of Faith with The Voice and also join us tomorrow with David Maxwell with another segment of The Written Word. Um, thank you for joining us today, um, Daniel. It's been a pleasure. No and worries. It's everyone great. out there, I hope you have a great day and may God bless you. This is Remember Me by Mark Schultz. Remember me in a Bible cracked and faded by the year. Remember me in a sanctuary filled with silent prayer.
me When the children leave their Sunday school with smiles 